This is an original podcast from the Jack Radio Network. Discover more on Jack Radio Player. This is Dead British, featuring historically inaccurate reenactments, famous dead people, and comedy songs. This entire show is about to rewrite history without a script. Hello, I'm Katie Shute, and every episode we use a clay golem to bring back a character from British history. Due to that process, some or all of our historical characters' memories might have been affected. So, although I know who I'm about to talk to, Jay doesn't. So here, finding out who he is at the same time you do, they're British, they were dead, please welcome... Lord Horatio Nelson. What a treat. So Nelson is, of course, known for being an officer in the Royal Navy who won several battles, congrats, during the Napoleonic War. He led the British to victory during the Battle of Trafalgar and ensured the supremacy of British naval power for more than a century. Nelson, welcome. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, right? It's I'm dead chuffed to be here. Dead chuffed. Dead chuffed. Oh I'm dead chuffed. I'm, gl- I'm glad you know because I was frightened I would have to break it to you. So that's that's good. Um, so you, I mean, you're a legend, aren't you? You've got there's so many amazing things about you. I mean, you've had you've had interactions with animals where you've saved people's lives. I mean, apparently, and tell me if this is true. At age 14, you got into a fight with a polar bear. All all right, yeah, 100% is that true. Wow. Right, you see, see, I'm from from way up north, like way, way up north, right? right? And up that far up north, we got polar bears. And sometimes, right, so when me me, me granny were cooking apple pie, she put it on shelf, right? That polar bear, cheeky bugger that he were, he come into the garden trying to steal the pie. Wow. So I thought, right, you're not having none of that, son. So I, I, I just went for him and he went for me. Wow. And, and that's what gave me, you know, that's what gave me my strength and my power, you see, like, you know, as well as plenty of Yorkshire tea as well. So it was in Yorkshire, not the North Pole. Well, just... I said North. I mean, you know, like right. you go backward and forward. I mean, the world was very different back then. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't want to presume. Continents are floating apart and all sorts. Geography, love. Geography. Of course. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for your naval expertise. It's amazing. Maybe you'll draw me a map. Um, so you also defended a boat from a t- particular animal different than a polar bear. What, what kind of animal was it? It were a lizard. Wow. Yeah, we're not actually we're not actually gone and see yet. Imagine that. Right. Not even gone and see. Oh my gosh. Lizard's there, he's coming now, cheeky bugger, yeah. charging at me. Wow. I thought, no mate, no reptiles today. I don't think right. so, right? You, I know you're cold blooded, but you're not coming up here. The is, sea's not for you, lad. Is there a day when you would tolerate a lizard? Well, yes. Uh, so we actually had a, a pet. A pet newt, it were. Right. Well, I say a pet, he was actually a food reserve. Just in case, you know, <laughs> rations went out, right? Mm. Sometimes you need a little nibble, get yourself some newt. Yeah. How, how are you on the sea? Obviously, famous naval officer. How did you find it sailing? Was it easy? Was it hard? Like, what did you, what did you learn on the seas? I can't, I can't even lie. I do get seasick. Oh, wow. I know, really? famous officer. I get seasick. I hate to admit it, but it's all right. That's what resurrection's for. Resurrection? You, you were 
Oh, I see. You mean now? I thought you meant throughout your life. You were just constantly dying on the ocean. No, no, thanks for. No, I revived that. a few times by penguins, but we won't talk about that. Wow, you have so many animal interactions. I love this about you. So yeah, you had seasickness throughout your whole career. Did you ever? Did you feel okay on land? Because maybe it was some of the illness that we were putting down to the sea. I mean, land were all right. Okay, it good. were all right. Yeah, but, you know, got a bit wobbly sometimes. All right, okay. This is just me checking in person to person. <laughs> could have been really an inner ear infection. Yeah, it could have been. We should, well, let's take you to the doctor after this, although you're dead, so, you know. Okay, so you fought, you fought in a lot of battles, obviously. The Battle of Copenhagen, the Blockade of Naples, the Battle of the Nile. Any others? Yeah, there were the Battle of the Thames. Yeah. Yeah, a bit more local, right? That yeah. was before I you know, reached out. Bit but you've got to start small. You've got to start small. That's what I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Start small and expand yeah, a warm-up gig for the big ones. Exactly. Yeah, getting exactly. your type five in there and then working up. <laughs> All right, cool. And you got you get injured a lot. Something happened with your arm. Yeah, I mean, it was just a minor minor injury. It was amputated. Um, <laughs> as I said, you know, that's no, that's nothing really. You know, that yeah. bit of amputation. That's normal back in my day. Yeah. This new lot don't know they're born. Yeah. You're so hardcore. I love it. Okay, and um, and what other things as well? You had something going on with your sight as well? I hope you don't mind me asking. Just stop me. If yeah, I, I suddenly realised that mm. I could see into the future. Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that how you won the battles? Shh. <gasps> oh, my God. Breaking news. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm so amazed. Lord Horatio Nelson could actually tell the future. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's incredible. You lost the sight in your right eye. And then was that the one that you saw the future in? Or was that your, your good eye? The right eye was actually the good one. It was the left one right. that I could see the, you know, I could see everything else. I, I heard that you pretended to be totally blind in order not to have to follow an order to retreat. Is that true? You see, what happened there were... Mm. They call the order to retreat, and I said, which direction I can't see. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I just carried on going forward. Right. There we go. Okay. It's <laughs> a very political answer. Thank you. Um, say I wanted to be a naval officer. Like, what kind of encouragement would you give me? What things should I start doing in order to win some battles? First of all, mm. get some time on a boat. Might help you. Great. Great. Good, good point. Definitely. Yeah. Great starting point, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second... Wrestle a polar bear, right? Right. Nothing's going to give up man metal or woman metal yeah. than wrestling a bloody polar bear. Wow. Don't much. Like literally bloody or do you just is that just how you talk? Well, that's, what he, that's how we should be afterwards, right. look. That's how we should be afterwards, you bloody. You should have seen the polar bear. Like there that. we go. Yeah. What is your problem with polar bears? I've just fed up, fed up of them, mm-hmm. right? Ever since they got off the top of that glacier mint. Right. They've had attitude. Right. Now... I really want to delve into your big famous moment, the Battle of Trafalgar. Whoop, whoop. Is that how people celebrated it at the time? Well, nobody used to go whoop, whoop back really? in my day. No. What, what was your equivalent of whoop, whoop? So back in my day, yeah. huzzah! Oh, okay, great. Can we do a little huzzah? Three, two, one. Huzzah! Okay, yeah, it's good. Can magic. Just... Takes me right back. That does. <laughs> magic. Absolute Beautiful. magic. So the Battle of Trafalgar saw you counter an attack by a combined French and Spanish fleet in 1805. That must have been a lot like, oh, you've dealt with fleets before, two fleets. How does that change your like tactic for the battle? Well, I mean, that's, you've got to simplify things, you see. Right. So I didn't call it a combined French and Spanish, I called it a Flannish. Right. A Flannish fleet. And when you've got the Flannish coming towards you, yeah. right, and they're coming from both directions, you know what you do? Yeah. 
I think we've got a clip of the moment where you decided what to do in, in that time. Bad news, I'm afraid, sir. It looks like both fleets are coming towards us at the same time. Both of them? Yes. Both ah, the right. Spanish and the French, they're coming for us. The bleeding flannish. It's true, sir, but this is your moment. What are we going to do to thwart them? Thwart? 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 Yes. I don't know about thwarting, my lad. We're going to give them a bloody good idea is what we're going to do. Oh, mon dieu! El gringo, no. <laughs> they seem pretty angry, sir. <laughs> oh, the merde! Cojones! That's fighting talk there, sir. Oh, that is right. What we're going to do, right? We're going to do what the British are good at doing. We're going to charge right at them and hope for the best. We're going to charge our boats right at them. That's right. We're going to charge at them and hopefully we will take their land. Yes, let's do it. Huzzah! Good job. So you just charged them. That's a good tactic. And stop Napoleon's plans of conquering Britain. Huzzah! Huzzah! Great. Good job. Um, so you sent a message out before the battle that now it's become a key military phrase. Would you mind just sharing that with us? Yes, of course. So as I stood there in the midst of my success, it was wonderful and I was just overtaken. And I stood there and I looked out amongst all my men and women and dogs. No polar bears though. And I looked at them and all said, Men! Women! My little puppy. I don't know, I fancy a cup of tea. Because <laughs> here it says... England expects that every man will do his duty. Was that just like another day? Oh, that speech! We've actually got a clip from the time when you were doing the like pre-battle speech to your team because, you know, like for us, maybe in the UK, it's, it's like before a football match, like the big pre-locker, you know, psyching everyone up. Right. Oh, sorry, sir. I just talked over you. Are you interrupting me, lad? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. No. Huzzah! Sorry, I got nervous. <laughs> oh, it's fine, it's fine. Good to see you, Metal. Good to see you, Metal, lads. It's good. Well, it's just so... Uh, we're just so scared. Yeah, we don't like it. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. Have you got any words for us that might inspire us into a blood-curdling frenzy? <laughs> my soldiers! My men of steel! Let me tell you this. In life... Every man faces his polar bear. <laughs> Be it in the shape of a ship or an actual, you know, polar bear. But you must look at that polar bear dead in the eye and say, no, today is not the day that I eat your mints. Glacier mints. <laughs> today is the day that I defeat you and show you what I'm made of. So don't do it for me! Do it for Yorkshire! Yeah! Huzzah! Huzzah! That's really quite touching. Um, I lived in Hull for a while, so, you know, it really helps. <laughs> Although you could argue that's the East Riding. Anyway, you referred to your battle plan as the Nelson Touch. 
Have you ever considered starting a band? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, me, me and the lads, uh, you know, back in, in the time when things were a bit quiet, you know, we just won the battle, mm. waiting for the next battle. You know how it is, waiting on gigs. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so we used to sit down together, have a bit of like, you know, a bit of navy rum, as you do. Um, and uh, we, yeah, we used to sing together, old sea shanties. Oh, uh, nice. But sometimes, you know, we got into a little bit of R&B. Uh, <laughs> as well, um, uh, yeah. So some that, C that R and B. Some C R and B. Great. Well, maybe we'll hear some of that <laughs> later on. Um, but you you invented lots of tactics and things. You called um, a tactic called crossing the T. Can you tell me what that means? What does crossing the T mean? Well, how does the old saying go? In this life, you got to dot your eyes and you got to do what? Cross your teeth. Oh, that was you. Good job. All right. <laughs> and you also called your captains a band of brothers. Was that also a band name that you wanted to get in? Or did you want to make a film? Or I feel like you had other dreams. If you weren't a naval officer, what would you have been? In truth, mm. if I was not in the Navy, yeah. I think I would have been a lighthouse keeper. Right. So very sea orientated still. All right, I never want to leave the sea. I mean, it's, I, 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 my mother used to say to me, "I think you're part kipper." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which part? Well. Okay, you don't. You don't have to answer that. Um, would you say that your life, your love, and your lady is the sea? There or thereabouts. I mean, that sounds a bit cliche, but yeah. Definitely. I mean, the, the, the sea, she's a cruel mistress. Mm. And old Neptune, he's always knocking on your door. Right. But just remember, one day, you will get back to shore. Oh. Thank you. I oh did my... spoken word back in the Navy as well. Did you? Well, I'd love to hear some. Oh, that was it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. No, I was deeply affected. I, I felt like I was getting your kind of locker room speech and it was really gorgeous. Thank you. Um, and of course, despite your, your victory, you were actually fatally wounded by a French sharpshooter. Now that you've been resurrected, is there something you would like to say to that French sharpshooter that killed you? Maybe, maybe we could um, hear a clip from, from the moment when you looked them in the eye just before you died. Ah, oui, we, yes, I got him! Yes. In your face, literally! <laughs> that was a very good shot. You are welcome, Jean-Paul. <laughs> oh! Oh, mate, that really hurt. Good, that was my intention! <laughs> I mean... Like seriously, like like that really hurt. I mean, that that was that was painful. I think I'm I think I'm dying. Excellent! That was my plan all along. Yeah. <laughs> For the is, glory of France. Yes, that's what war is all about. You know, killing each other. Oh, you French! You think you know it all, but guess what? Quoi? <laughs> you slimy like the frogs you eat. Oh, it wound me. Oh, it would wound me like perhaps a shot to the head. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you want me gone. Yes. It was quite obvious by the way I put my gun at you and shot you. Shot you. <laughs> but I won't go down that easily, not without telling you that your wine tastes like carpet. Oh! 
Let's shoot him some more times. <laughs> so, Nelson. May I call you Nelson? Of course. Okay. You were the middle child of 12 children. How did that play out? What is, what is the experience of being a middle child in such a big family? Well, I, I used to get lost quite a lot. And mum never remembered my name, ever. Um, I, I thought my name, I didn't know what and where Nelson even came from. Um, I just stood there one day and my mother was like, Nelson! And I was like, looking around, like, who's she talking to? Mm. And then she said, Oi! I said, hi, yes, mum, I'm here. Because that, that's what she referred to me as. There's too no. many of us. You can't remember that many names. You've got a first name as well, though, right? Horatio. <laughs> I can see it might have been confusing if she called your whole family Nelson. Exactly. Look, look at that, exactly. Oh, well, that confused. I thought my last name was my first name. Wow, that must have been confusing. I can't even imagine. Okay, Nelsons, let's all settle down. Nelson, put Nelson down. Oh, but Mum, Nelson was doing a thing with other Nelson and I wanted to do the Nelson thing with Nelson. I do not care, Nelson. We are a family and we will treat each other as such. Nelson, yes, no. Mm. Not you, you! Nelson. I'm sorry, Mum, the other Nelson, I'm sorry, Mum. Nelson, what did I say the other day? What did you say, Mum? I didn't know you were talking to me, I thought you talked to other Nelson. I said you had to milk the cow, Nelson. But other Nelson did that. No! Now I'm talking about Nelson the cow. <laughs> yeah, Nelson, why didn't you milk Nelson, Nelson? What me about... and Nelson had to do it. Nelson and Nelson were up before dawn. And they still didn't Nelson, Nelson. 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 Ah, Nelson. Right. I won't ask you again, Nelson. All right. Sorry, Mom. Nelson. Thank you, Nelson. So you were married to Francis Nisbet, but you also had an affair. So you had this life where you were kind of torn between these two women, Frances Nisbet and Emma Hamilton, who was married. She was also married. So Frances and Emma, do you feel like they fulfilled different parts of your life? Or why did you, why did you need these two women in your life? Oh, yes. I mean, they definitely fulfill different parts. Oh, yes. Um. The, the kipper parts. The kipper parts. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I remember them both very fondly, mm -hmm. you know, but what's a man to do? You know, that's the thing with being Horatio, Nelson, General and what have you, getting all these accolades. The women just like come after you like you're a rock star. What are you supposed to do? You can't, a man cannot deny temptation, especially when you've been at sea for as long as I have. Jesus. Let's, let's hear a clip of that awkward moment when you were with both your wife, Frances, and um, the affair you were having with Emma was happening at the same time. So let's, yeah, let's hear you, Francis and Emma together. So you're Emma. Hi. Yes, my husband has told you, hold, told me a lot about you. How much exactly has he told you? Because well, he's, uh, he says that we both fulfill a different part of it. <laughs> I think I know which part I'm fulfilling. I haven't the foggiest idea which part. Oh, hello, dear. Oh, hey, H-Dog. This must be awkward for you. Oh, my. I thought I'd just pop over. Yes, you're, 
your woman has come over to visit the family home. Oh my. And your, and your children, Nelson and Nelson, are just upstairs? Ladies, I, I, what can I say? It was going to come out, one way or another. I think it already did, Horatio. You're going to have to make a decision between the two of us. We're both standing here. Will you choose your wife of many, many years, the woman who has raised your children and, and, and looked after your house whenever you went away, or this woman who's just walked off the street? Looking really exciting and fashionable. <laughs> I mean, they're both really tempting bargains, aren't they? I mean, can I, can I, can I do 50 50? Right, that's it. I'm poking your eye out. Oh! <laughs> so, very much like an injurious version of Blind Date, it sounds like. That very was. literally Blind Date, exactly. after that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when you died at sea, I'm sorry for your loss, um, your body. <laughs> your body was kept in a brandy cask to stop it decomposing. Was that your wishes or did someone else advise that that's what should happen to your body? Well, as I say, if you're going to do it, go out in style. <laughs> right. So one last bender was just like, oh, hell, give me all the brandy. I'm, I'm a seaman. It's what we do. I'm a sailor for many years. You had some very famous last words. Would you share them with us? I said, oh, Lord, take me now. Take me to heaven and let me be there surrounded by the people that I love and all the Yorkshire tea I can find. But for God's sake, don't put me next to that bloody bear constellation. Yeah, that's what I've got here as well. That <laughs> so one, one last thing right here. Uh, we're going to do a little quick fire round um, because you had so many titles when you died. You had so many. So I just thought it might be fun if I say one and then you say one and we just go backwards and forwards for a bit. So just what people called you. So, the most noble Lord Horatio Nelson. The one and only maestro. Viscount and Baron Nelson. Viscount and Minty. <laughs> of the Nile and of Burnham Thorpe in the county of Norfolk. Of the Thames running through and quite literally through London. Baron Nelson of the Nile and of Hilborough in the said county, Knight of the Most Honourable Order of the Bath, Vice Admiral of the White Squadron of the Fleet. All right, and don't, not forgetting as well, uh, the head squid of the Ocean of Neptune by way of Langley. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one I've got as well. As we know, the ultimate celebration of someone's life is a musical theatre. Horatio, or Nelson if you prefer it, it must have been incredibly flattering to have your life turned into a musical. So was there a favourite bit that you enjoyed the most in Nelson the Musical? I particularly loved uh, the scene where it, you know, they're actually depicting uh, my very first encounter with a penguin. My lord, look, look over there. Oh my god. It's like a small goose wearing a suit. <laughs> a fancy goose. <laughs> what on earth is it? Nana. I think it's a nana. <laughs> oh, that's what it's saying. It's like a seagull in a tuxedo. It's beautiful. It's wonderful.
so fluffy and so cold They just want to be seen For their little and bold Fancy geese Fancy geese Fancy geese It's a fancy goose Fancy geese Fancy geese Fancy little geese Fancy goose Look! Oh my God. Nana! It's like he's commanding them Some kind of magical power he seems to have Nana! Nana! Hold on a second, it's... Why has he got a joke written on the back of it? <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. You're a poo. I'm not a poo. Fancy geese. Fancy geese. Fancy, fancy geese. Fancy geese. Fancy geese. suits but they're flapping their flippers they love the sea and they love lord nelson and why wouldn't you love him when you're a fancy fancy geese he's a fancy goose Definitely, Fancy Geese is the song that always makes me cry when I watch your musical. So there were some other beautiful moments and numbers in it. Uh, what was the one that really, um, you know, got your fingers clicking, made you want to dance in your seat? What, what was that number? Uh, so my, you know, my favourite song, right, yeah. that really got me, oh, yes, I mean, it's, mm. you know, it's, it's, uh, it brings a tear to my eye. How yeah. joyous it is. It's called, I've only got one arm. Yeah. But I've, I can still party with one. I've only got one arm, but I can still party with one. All oh, right, it's, it's, it, yeah, that, that does make me shout his ah. It's fantastic. Great. Well, let's listen to that amazing show-stopping number. I've only got one arm. I've only got one arm, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong, because, baby, I'm bringing it to you. I've only got one eye, but baby, I still know how to look for a party. Ooh, I've only got one heart, but that's the normal number of hearts to have. I've only got one arm, but I still make a stand. I can still clap with one hand. <laughs> I've got one dream, and that dream is to party. I've got one dream, and that dream is to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One dream, one life. I can still hold a knife. I can live with myself. I can live with my dreams. You know me, and you know what I mean. Know you what know I mean. what I mean. Yeah. I've only got one eye 
Nelson as brought to life by Jay Drock, Chris Mead, Hannah Platts and Sam Marshall. I'm Katie Shute and this has been Dead British! Dead British the improvised history show on Union Jack Radio Dead British on Union Jack Radio has been supported by the Audio Content Fund